this is Living It Up in Lion City. Hello and welcome to yet another awesome episode of Living Up in Lion City, a podcast about Singapore, yada, 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 yada. Now, in this particular episode, we have a guest who is a stranger that I met on the internet, from the internet. <laughs> stranger danger. <laughs> this, is, this is always how, you know, um, this is the start of every bad story, yep. I guess. <laughs> Just I, actually, actually, I shouldn't say that because I met my wife online, so... <laughs> Quick side note, like, yeah. do you remember the time when meeting online was considered weird? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like one of those things, don't get into cars with strangers, you know, yeah, don't yeah. take candy from the van, and don't meet strangers on the internet. It was... Those were the days. It was um, a different time. Yeah, it was a very different time. I, I, I guess now people are more um, discerning um, towards like uh, people online. I mean, yeah. you, you you have a kind of, um, especially for me, I, I have um, some sort of um, vetting process to kind of like okay. make sure that the other person is real, something like that. Which is, which is, <laughs> which is something that I've forgotten about. <laughs> like yeah. when I was active on dating apps, um, Oh my goodness! You know, that that is, uh, I've I've been there. I know what you mean. I, know what you mean. I, I do uh, remember that you know I used to be a champion of dating apps. So, like before dating apps, you know, like dating websites in general. Yeah. You know, there was like Match.com, OkCupid.com, and you know, I remember people. And this was in the first, the last few years in India, where you know, on top of online dating being a stigma, dating was also a stigma. Yeah. Right. So. Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, no, man, it's the future. That's supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. all good. And um, here we are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so um, guys who are listening, a bit of context. Um, you know, I a lot of the pod, a lot of what we've been talking about in our podcast has always been about you know narratives about Singapore and all that. And you know, my co-host Raj and I, you know, stumbled upon. The Malay Annals, which turned out to be fascinating, amazing reading. Please, guys, you know, get an edition of the Malay Annals and have a go at it. Um, you know, while talking about this and discussing, uh, you know, narratives about Singapore on Reddit, um, you know, I've managed to have some really interesting conversations with fellow Redditors. One of whom is sitting right across from me. Yes. Hafiz, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, um... Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> thank you, Reddit, right? right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I saw what you were posting. Um, you, you posted comics. Mm. And um, I, I I suppose some, somehow, somewhere, I actually found out that um, you did podcasts also and you yeah. spoke about the Malay, um, yeah. Malay Annals. And, oh wait, you, it was you who messaged me saying that you did a podcast, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 so what I did was, um, I think somebody was asking about Oh wait, and they were asking about Sangila Uttama or something. Yeah, and so that's when I stepped into the comments saying that, "Hey, um, this is what I learned from this particular thing and all that." And that's when you were like, "Oh, this is an interesting topic." And then yeah. I was like, "Oh, you know, by the way, here's the podcast." <laughs> very nice way to like, you know, <laughs> I segmented into that. Shit. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was fascinating. I, I listened to it um, the whole the whole way, and okay. um, yeah, I, I I just felt that it was. Very interesting to actually um, hear a different perspective of it okay. from, from someone who's not Singaporean. Right. I mean, I, I just felt that 
it's it's such a waste that um, not many Singaporeans actually have read um, the, the Malay annals and they, they don't really know where the stories of like Samnil Utama, um, the story about um, Hang Nadim where, um, where where the story about the swordfish attacking mm. Singapore came from. So yeah. I mean it's 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 a lost um, opportunity to actually teach um, about about this part of um, Singapore's history. Um, it, it's it's not just the history of Singapore but also the history about um, the region. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I I found that very um, interesting to me and um, that is why I actually went into that. Um, the, the whole research into um, the, the Malay annals right. as well as other Malay literature that um, that was um, um, from from uh, from the past from 1800s from 1800s and um, earlier okay. and it's it, it's such a waste that we we don't actually have that many Malay literature and okay. uh, I can I can actually say that part of the reason is also Raffles um, there was um, uh, when when he was actually returning from Singapore to to, to Britain, um, he he had a lot of um, original Malay manuscripts packed with him. Right. Um, he he I, I suppose he wanted to conserve it, but um, his ship got fire uh, midway, and a lot of the manuscripts got lost. Wow. So it is it is such a waste. Um, uh, Munshi Abdullah actually uh, wrote about it. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, it's 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 one of. Um, Malay uh, literature greatest greatest tragedies I feel that um, a lot yeah, of these Malay. stories um, get lost uh, because of raffles. What are these manuscripts? Are these you know books of fiction, historical um, chronicles? A, a lot of it. Um, that's 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 what we don't really know uh, okay. because uh, it was uh, it was um, hauled into his ship in crates. Okay. Yeah, there there, uh, there was like literally um, um, huge crates um, that, that that he brought over with. Manuscripts, some of them rolled, some of them bound. Um, since they're manuscripts, they are manuscripts, they are all like handwritten and stuff. And okay. um, it's yeah, it's 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 lost. It's lost of time. It's lost. Um, um, I, I I suppose a lot of it are um, stories like um, um, just normal stories. Uh, a, a lot of um, Malay writers. Uh, that that there used to be an exhibition in National Library about. Yeah. Um, some of the um, writings of, of, of the Malay people back then. Yeah. Um, there was not that many, but um, it was it was interesting because um, uh, it, it, it showed how um, Malay people lived back then. Um, it's it's not just um, it's 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 not just about like you know what what um, what people were doing, but also. How how they treated each other, yeah. and and it's 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 pretty interesting to me, um, yeah. Uh, I mean that's 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 um that's quite a tangent, but yeah. Um, we oh, we we lost we lost quite a lot um when when his ship went, and um, yeah, he was he was uh, he was saved, um, his wife was saved, but yeah, everything else was lost. Oh, that sucks. Um. Curious, um, so Munshi Abdullah, and, and once again, all the information that I know about these <laughs> yeah. figures literally came from the SG Bicentennial page, uh -huh. right? Um, I just want to quickly talk to you about that Facebook page. Um, you know, as a foreigner, I found that page very interesting because, and I've mentioned this in a previous podcast episode where, you know, as foreigners, like the only narrative that we generally know, and this is like narratives that we learn through osmosis, right? Is that, you know, Raffles came along, you know, Singapore is founded, all is well good, right? And, you know, yeah. we never had any reason to question otherwise. I mean, we have other things to do with our lives, right? 
it's only with this SG Bicentennial that um, I'm starting to realize that, oh, these guys are actually taking a different tack this time where they're talking about, hey, there's more to the story. Yeah. Now, I took a special interest in this particular story because as an Indian, I have um, a special place in my heart for hating on colonialism, <laughs> you know? Um, I, understand, I, yeah. I do understand that colonialism <laughs> is looked upon very differently here in Singapore. Um, you know, and I've, exp I've talked about this, you know, with my brother in a previous podcast, uh -huh. with my friends too, and I generally feel that, you know, the way that colonialism manifested itself in Singapore is very different from how it is in India. Mm -hmm. uh, here it is more of a, a nation-building thing, whereas in India it was considered exploitative. Mm -hmm. you know, so, that yeah. was, so that's yeah. where I'm coming from. And also art history books tend to uh, lionize the struggle that you mm -hmm. know, uh, Indian nationalists had to go through to you know, get freedom from the British powers. So I grew up with the notion that you know, British bad. And yeah. then I come to Singapore and it's like, oh, British are good. <laughs> <laughs> And so when this SG SN Bicentennial Facebook page came about saying that, hey, you know what? Raffles is probably very towards yeah. the back end of the spectrum. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, let's see what that deal is, right? Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> I, I think what uh, what's going on is um, there's um, there's there's a push towards um, kind of like uh, decolonizing yeah. or um, making making our um, education less um, focused on that colonization uh, colonization by the British yeah and um, yeah I mean um, you, you, uh, I, I guess over the years it got um, kind of like drilled into us that colonialism is good I mean they, they helped us they helped build and everything but um, more and more we when when we look when we dig we find that there's uh, there's a lot of um, a lot of trade a lot of uh, merchants there was a lot a lot of um, different um, different castes of people, uh, yeah. people who are actually um, pretty rich locals who who did trade um, between India and China. Yeah. So this these are all the things that are um, uh, kind of glossed over or, or not talked about in, in, in previous history books. And I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that now with the SG Bicentennial, I mean, it's, it's people, some people are still cynical saying that no, 200 years since Raffles came, you know, it's it, it's still about colonialism and stuff. But um, I, I think they're missing um, missing the trees for the woods or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, um, uh, it's it. I, I guess it's it's just an uh, opportune moment where you, you know, it's it's two hundred years since colonialism. But look at how far back we've come. Yeah. And and there's there's a lot of things that happened between then, and uh, we're still um, we're still finding out um, new artifacts and digs and archaeological digs and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean it's 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 not just about that two hundred years of um, since Raffles came to Singapore, but you know what happened when he came, um, who were there, um, what are the roles of locals in in building Singapore? You know, it's not just you know um, the British came and built everything, you know, the British are good. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely worth looking into um, the locals, um, see what they were doing, um, how they viewed the, the colonialists. Um, and, and, and one very good um, account of how, um, how it was back then was um, from Munshi Abdullah, because um, he's, he's, he's a teacher, he's, yeah, he's born in Penang, Okay. And he is um, he is born in Penang. He used to work for um, Raffles, and um, when when Raffles came to Singapore, um, he also came down to Singapore. So he he has like a first hand account of 
um, all these characters, Raffles, um, Fakwa, um, you know, the, the Sultan in Singapore, which is a very interesting story because you, you seldom hear about this. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you, you know, you kind of like know what Raffles looked like, but how was he? You know, um, how was Fakwa? I mean, how, how, how was he seen by his, um, by, by the locals? You know, um, and, and, and we actually get to see that um, a lot of people liked Fakwa back then. Um, when when Fakwa left, uh, there was a huge crowd um, at the bay actually waving him off. And, really? And they were actually sad. Yeah, he, he, he wrote all of this down. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's such a way that we are, you know, we, we are celebrating Raffles for what he what, what he's did. But, you know, people actually liked, even back then, people liked Fakwa more. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, if if you could, you should definitely um, look for um the the, the uh, yeah, uh, Abdullah's chronicles. Okay, Abdullah. Um, um are, are these are Munshi Abdullah's chronicles available? Yes. Uh, you, you can actually uh, look it up in the library. I'm not sure whether um you you're, you're able to access it, but um, you can actually uh, loan uh, right. loan the books. Uh, okay. Okay. I thought it would be would be in Malay because um, he he wrote in Malay, right. but uh, it's actually translated in English. So okay. uh, it's it's definitely something that you could uh, wow. um, dive into straight away. I definitely, really want, to, I definitely yeah. want to check it out because you know I've been listening to podcasts about you know a criticism of bicentennial, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of it talks about like how this is a big marketing push. Um, there was a podcast that I was listening to a couple of weeks ago. Um, and the guest in that podcast was a lady who runs, you know, uh, tours here, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, she, she runs tours here. And then she had this interesting story about how um, Farquhar is often relegated to the back pages of history simply because when Raffles passed away, um, his wife refused to let, you know, people forget Raffles. So she apparently wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was apparently <laughs> a big, massive marketing push it's a PR push back yeah. then yeah basically so yeah. and like from what she said and what I gathered was that apparently Raffles book at that time was a Harry Potter of its time mm-hmm. you know so everybody's like oh Raffles amazing yeah. and yeah. you know it's it's a testament to how amazing that PR was because yeah. 200 years hence he is still considered the, the founder of modern Singapore right um, now, you know, questions about you know Farquhar and why he's you know been forgotten mm-hmm. and all that aside um you know, why is it that Munshi Abdullah, Narayan Pillai, Tantok Singh, uh, why are these guys, you know, being highlighted right now? It goes back to what you said about, hey, you know what, it's the 200th year of, you know, Raffles coming in. While this is supposedly a celebration of communism, this also gives us, you know, an opportunity to do some self-introspection. Yes, you know, exactly, to, exactly. Like to question the narrative or just say that, hey, you know, let's think about what really <laughs> happened, you know. If you could be swayed by a PR marketing push from two hundred years ago, what else could have happened? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's worth a look. Um, um, it's 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 very good that they highlighted this for people, but yeah. definitely, I mean, if if, if you can try um, try look for more sources, and okay. um, yeah, I mean, I I, I couldn't recommend enough um, Hikayat Abdullah because it's it's just well written, especially Malay. I think you can actually get um, the the Malay version of it on online. You can okay. actually read it, and um, it's it's so well written. I I was I was actually taken aback when I yeah first read it many many years ago. Um, it was um, it, it it came from like a, a, a humble um, humble beginnings kind of okay. kind of story where he, he 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 wrote down that he might not be the most uh, knowledgeable person. Is um, he, uh, the stories that he written uh, might have been um, 
might have many errors, but um, yeah, I mean, um, the way that he wrote, it's, it's just beautiful. And um, it's, it's, um, there's, there's a reason for this, because he, unlike most people back then, uh, especially Malays back then, uh, who, who thought that, you know, Malay, being Malay, Malay is easy. And he, he absolutely hated that notion that, you know, being Malay, you shouldn't, I mean, it shouldn't be hard uh, to, to learn Malay. Quick, uh, quick question. Yeah. Uh, uh, the notion that Malay is easy, uh, where did that notion come from? Um, it's, it's, I've, I've no idea where it came from, but um, that, that, was, that was what he wrote. That was what he wrote that um, a, lot of, um, a, lot of, a lot of his peers, a lot of his friends were saying that, you know, it's, um, it's, it's easy to learn. And um, just because they're Malay, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be pursuing um, language, learning your own language because right. it's, it's okay. your own language. I see. I yeah. See. So that's 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 what um, how, that's how people thought back then, and um, he was definitely very against it, um, and and he he actually went through the rigors of like um, listing down all the all the different Malay idioms, um, and. And how to use Malay grammatically correctly? Um, yeah, so it's it's his his very meticulous in that sense. In exactly. Yeah. Second, right? yeah. But uh, yeah, as, as, a, as a matter of fact, he's actually not Malay. He's actually Indian. He's oh. uh, he's um, uh, someone wrote about him saying that he's uh, from uh, from Tamil. Um, right. And his ancestors were were of Tamil um, descent. Right. So yeah. Um, he he okay. was he was born in Malaysia. Right. Um, his I think his his grandfather was from uh, from India. Right. So okay. um, that's uh, he 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 was born in Malaysia, but he he himself identified um, himself as uh, as Malay, and okay. he, he was um, he was really in, he 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 was uh, to the to the to the point of being pedantic towards his friend. Uh, right. When when his friends uh, said something that's wrong uh, grammatically, and he would just correct the guy. And, he, he, he gave no shits about that. Really? I mean... Yeah, he, he, was, he was quite a, quite a uh, quite pedantic person. You know, yeah. Hafiz, I wonder if it's the case of, you know, there's something called the zeal of the convert. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> so it's like if someone's basically convert or something, they're like, no, you go on. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it right. This is the story right. Maybe, maybe that's, that's what it was. But Interesting. Okay, yeah, so... But, but his work is really, um, really beautiful. Um, there, there were um, because he, he wrote it um, some years after um, everything happened. I, I think he wrote it in eighteen thirties or something, okay. and he was writing it, uh, write, writing about stories um, from from eighteen nineteen when when rebels came, and before that, I mean, uh, in, in Penang also he, he he wrote about how he was he was raised and stuff. Um, yeah, um, he 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 wrote really really well, um, especially in Malay. Um, uh, the, the way that he wrote is um, it, it, it really felt like he was alive like he was telling you stories about what's happening right now uh, that 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 um, Fafwa was here like it, it, it's, it's such a it's, it's such an interesting window into into the past right uh, it, it really brings a past uh, right here um, to you at, at, at this moment so um, yeah, you, you, you get a sense of how the people were. You get it. He, he describes really well how um, how people behaved, what they wore. Um, he he wrote um, 
he wrote very strongly about the Sultan, which he didn't like, um, okay. because um, it's it's a it's very interesting um, excerpt uh, where he actually wrote that he the, the Sultan used to be very skinny, and after after the British came and gave him so much money, um, he actually grew so fat. He's never seen anyone um, as fat as he was back then, and um, yeah, he 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 was. Very critical of the Sultan back then. Um, that's 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 a, I mean there's 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 a huge part in the in his book where he talks about how, um, this the Sultan was greedy and uh, and he and he basically got played by the second resident, um, John Crawford, who was um, after Farquhar in Singapore. Okay, it's it's very interesting. It 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 it, it chronicles how um, the Sultan's basically lost all power. Uh, due to his greed and um, his pension for um, for women and for uh, just just spending his money away, yeah. I mean, this is <laughs> this is not a story um, that uncommon with a lot of the provinces yeah. in India, as far as you know. Yeah, uh, the British colonialists coming in, they're like, check this out. Yeah. look at all that money. Look at all the exactly. It's 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 a common thread where you know. Um, a lot, a lot of these um, people get get played by, yeah. by the colonial powers. It's it, it, it's it's just nuts. I, I thought. <laughs> Quick question about the second president. I had no idea. Yeah, he's. I've always thought it's about you know Stanford Raffles and you know William Farquhar. Yeah. Um, who is John Crawford? John Crawford was the second resident after um, after uh, Farquhar, and he he was tasked to um, realize uh, Singapore. In, in a manner that he wanted it because um, uh, I mean the, um, Raffles and Farquhar had a very um, well-known um, spat or okay. uh, you know argument about how Singapore should be run so sent Farquhar back and um, John Crawford took over okay and um, he was really very um, how do I put it um, he's very good at what he does in, in terms of like trying to um, bring order and um, Realize the vision of um, Raffles to to, okay. to build Singapore uh, as as a colonial outpost. Um, yeah, he was he was he was really smart. He was he was really really smart. And um, it, uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not sure if you want to uh, hear about the story about the Sultan. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. All so, the information. <laughs> so basically, for for the Sultan, he was um, he he has his right right hand man Temenggong. Both of them were receiving. Like eight hundred or one thousand um, dollars uh, back then was a huge sum of money. Um, Just each to clarify, one, yeah. this sultan is the sultan of Singapore. Sultan of Singapore, Sultan Hussein Shah, I think. Um, okay, I, I'm not sure. I might need to fact check that, but I think it's uh, Sultan Hussein. Sultan Hussein Shah. Okay. Yeah, and um, he he and Temenggong. Temenggong is his um, um, basically his prime minister. Both of them received um, about. Eight hundred to one thousand dollars back then, and he pieces it all away every time, and um, you know he 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 spends his money. Um, I'm not sure. It's just a lot of a lot of food, a lot of women. Okay. Um, and um, basically, um, he was living it up. You know? He was he was really <laughs> living it up. He, he, living he, up in Lion City. <laughs> he, he didn't he didn't make use of it for for. Um, like building his own power yeah. or anything, it was it was just you know he's he's enjoying his life, and for for a while, um, 
John Crawford stopped his his payments for a while, and um, the the um, the Sultan and Temenggung went went over to John Crawford and asked um, why um, why why the payment stopped, and he was saying uh, he was saying that there was there was some um, trouble with the colony and um, they they needed to. Um, postpone the payment so um, he, he went back he spent some more money he goes in debt and then um, after a while he came back came back to John Crawford and said that you know this this can't go on we need, we need more money and then um, John Crawford cut a deal He's, he says that he he would give him more money um, but you would have to give up some of your land and um, basically um, relinquish uh, his, his, his power that he has, uh, whatever power that he wow. has. And um, you know, happily, the Sultan went back uh, with the Mangong and thought that it sounds like a good deal, no more money, more money for me. And um, what happened was that he he came back, he, he agreed to the deal. Um, and then I think it was the next month, um, what happened was that um, John Crawford basically took a huge cut from whatever that he was supposed to give the Sultan because of all the debt that he racked up. And okay. yeah, so um, basically they, they, they left with very little. Um, they, uh, they had to uh, move out some of, some of, some of his uh, people and um, he, he lost a lot of power during that, during that time. So it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. He, was, he was really angry, but he, he realized that he doesn't have any more power. And, um, an interesting thing happened uh, many months after, where um, there, there were there were girls um, running out of the compound, the, the, the royal grounds, um, to 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 the police and, and saying that they've been uh, abused. Uh, this this guy does all sorts of weird shit to these girls. Um, I, I think he pours like hot water and stuff. Yeah, so so wow, he's, he, was, okay. he was being pretty cool, uh, cruel to the to to his um, harem of girls. So um, what? Okay, so what, it's not like a fetish. It's more like yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say this. Yeah. So he, uh, what what John Crawford did was uh, he 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 went he went to the compound where well the Sultan wasn't there. He released all the girls and um, the Sultan was understandably very very upset. And he he came to Crawford uh, John Crawford and asked why uh, what he did to his um, his 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 girls and uh, what Crawford said was that. Um, because the British Empire doesn't uh, doesn't recognize slaves, so these people are actually free to go. So yeah, and, and they can't. Okay. <laughs> so so that's that's what he said, and 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 that's what happened. Um, he, he couldn't do anything, and um, he was he was so upset. Uh, John Crawford was so angry at the Sultan that just to show so, uh, just to show his power, uh, what he did was he constructed a road right through the royal grounds. Which is uh, yeah, which is something that you can you can actually see right now if you go to the um, if you go to the um, uh, what do you call it Malay Heritage Centre. Malay Heritage Centre is where the the Sultan used to stay. Right. Um, where is this yes. Malay Heritage Centre? It's again? Uh, if if you're in Bugis, it's near the Sultan Mosque. The Sultan right. Mosque. Okay. Um, that whole area used to be the royal grounds. Okay. So um, yeah, just just to show power, he he, he he cut a road through right through, and uh, the. The, the front, yeah, um, what, what was it? I, I, I think he, 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 he basically um, cut the road through, and um, uh, the, the sultan didn't did have um, any any recourse. He can't. He, he couldn't do anything to, to stop that. Wow. And yeah, I mean, um, over the years, um, 
I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of shop houses there. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he sold off um, his property. Uh, he sold off his land, and um, little by little, his his own territory got uh, reduced to such a small size. Did yeah. he still retain the title of Sing- Sultan of Singapore? Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think um, what happened to him was um, mm. in the end he he, he left. He he, he left uh, Singapore to, okay. to to go to Johor or something. I I, I can't remember. Right. But yeah, he, he he basically became a footnote uh, in Singapore's history uh, as, yeah. as someone who just lost all his power to the British. All because of Inokia's habits, like pouring hot water on the land. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. I mean, um, nothing good can come of that. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing good. Wow, and it's was, crazy. was this story like chronicled by Munshi Abdullah? Yes, yes, it's, okay. it's all in his, in his book. He, he writes about all these characters. Um, how I'm sure he enjoyed people. writing that episode, right? Yeah. Seeing how he probably yeah. hates <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good riddance, fucker. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, there, there, there was some criticism about um, Munshi Abdullah. Uh, people were saying that um, he was um, the, the uh, Taliban of the British, which is like. Um, yeah. <laughs> because of his writing being um, favorable towards the British and not towards the right. Sultans, but um, I think uh, recently, as people um, studied, he was um, <laughs> yeah. As, as as people studied his works, um, they, they they found that um, he he was um, he was not just being um, favorable, but he was um, critical in parts. That there were there were parts where he was. Um, um, he, because because of Malay, uh, we we write in in layers. Uh, uh, some some meaning might have been lost uh, when, right. when when people were reading it, and um, that that there were. I, I'm not sure how to translate this word sindir. Uh, sindir is to like. How do you say it? Um, like 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 you say one thing but you mean the other. What what's that? Um, it's. It's a slight. It's like right. uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to slight another person by saying saying something else. Yeah. Right, right. So uh, there, there, there were a couple of instances of him doing that, and, and it, it, it just shows that he's he's trying to write um, whatever that he saw, um, what he felt, and um, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the criticism um, goes both ways towards uh, the locals as well as also the, the colonialists. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, just uh, quickly want to talk about. Oh, sorry, yeah, you want to. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was there was also an interesting story I think in in the Hikayat where um, I think it was Fahmah who got stabbed. No, nobody ever talked about it, but he okay. was he was stabbed once um, by a man who who ran a mock, um, and, uh, and 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 they managed to find him and kill kill this guy. Uh, I'm I'm just surprised that nobody actually <laughs> actually ever talked about it. Like, what was the beef <laughs> between this guy? And I, I, I think the guy just went crazy. Uh, for some reason, there's 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 no um um he he didn't write about any any reason. It okay. Just just that this guy ran mock and, and stabbed someone. Yeah, and talk about Falcon anyway. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so, so this guy just just got um got caught and and and, and they killed him and they, I, I think they hung him somewhere. Okay. Um, Public, so that, that, that was um, that was justice back then. <laughs> That's how it was served. Yeah, swiftly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was so? What what was Munshi uh, Abdullah's role in in early Singapore? Like he came with raffles, sure. Yeah. What was like? What was he, his role in all of this? He's um, he he teaches um, he teaches Malay um, to 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 
a lot of the major um, major players in in uh, in that time. Right. Um, he he helped Raffles with um, with with Malay. He he taught a lot of um, uh, he basically taught Malay to a lot of uh, a lot of the colonials when when they came. Right. So um, he he also did a lot of. Um, I'm not sure whether he did it in in Singapore, but he 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 wrote. Um, he helped to write, write letters, um, correspondence. Ah, yeah. okay. So you know, translator. Yeah, correct. He he, he kind of kind of like emissary between possibly the royalty at the time with the mm. Britishers. Okay, okay. interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was he was he was present all the way um, um, to 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 write about uh, what was happening back then. It was yeah. What is his book about? Is it just a chronicle of Singapore? Was it like a slice of life? Of Singapore in the eighteen, yeah, it was it was um it was a chronicle of his life. He was he was um uh, he was um encouraged to write the book by um by a priest basically um, okay. because um back then they they were bringing printing presses to Singapore and um, a lot of them were trying to uh, actually print um, books. They uh, a lot of priests were uh, wanted to print Bibles in. In Malay, basically. Right. So um, he helped to um, translate, um, and um, because because of um, what he's gone through, um, one of one of these priests actually told him that you know you should actually write a book about uh, what what you've um, what you've seen, what you've heard, and stuff. So um, basically, because of this priest, we have this um, this book about about the life of this man. Wow. Okay. It's pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's it's during that time where um, printing presses were um, um, were coming to Singapore. Yep. There, there was a lot of printing happening, and um, yeah, it's um, there's 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 that leap when uh, when people stop using manuscripts, we would stop writing and, and start printing and mass producing books and stuff. So um, yeah, it was it was. Um, was an interesting time um, looking at how he wrote um, about, about that time so yeah I mean <laughs> it's great that because we don't hear about you know slices of life from that time it's often hard to you know find information to sort mm. um, is Munshi Abdullah's account the only one of its kind are there other um, local accounts that's, that's the thing I've, I've not found um, anything written by by locals about uh, okay. about the time so I, I I might be mistaken but um, as far as I can tell I I, I found um, okay. no, no other written accounts by a local right who's, who's gone through all this that yeah, possibly you know most of them probably didn't survive that yeah, fire exactly uh, that no oh, that fire fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, raffles uh, it's all his fault yeah he, he brought along quite a lot of uh, <laughs> Quite a lot of stuff, um, not not just books but also artifacts. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I remember correctly, the original Malay annals was in a British museum. Yeah. And it's now back here for on display. No, it's um, the one that's on display is um, is is the first print of um, it's it's the first print. Uh, what what uh, it was is is also. Um, been worked on by Mujabdullah. He basically looked at six different manuscripts right. because there was many different. I, I think um, there's thirty two known manuscripts that are still uh, still around in the world. Okay. And um, what Mujabdullah did was he he 
he, he managed to find six manuscripts and he basically writes, um, he, he basically wrote about um, the, um, the, 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 the Malay Annals. He transcribed it uh, and, and made it into print, uh, print form. Okay. So he, yeah, he collated six of the manuscripts, one of which is the oldest known Raffles MS-18. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that was um, dated 1500s, uh, 1600s. So right. it's, it's pretty, pretty old. And um, yeah, um, the one that's in display right now is, um, is, is, is that print, the first print of Mushi um, Abdullah's version of the Malay Annals. I see. Yeah. I see. Because, um, yeah, um, before that, everything was, was, was handwritten, copied down by hand. Yeah, so this is this is one of the ways. Um, Copy pasting was slightly difficult. Back yeah, then. yeah. This 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 was one of the ways that he um, he helped uh, with um, with printing in Singapore. Um, he he basically wanted to make the Malay annals uh, annals um, something that um, a lot of people he he wanted a lot of people to read it. Basically, yeah. that's that's why he he did it. I mean, he a great found, story is worth sharing. Yeah, yeah he, he found that um, it, not just for the stories, but also for the language being used. Ah, yeah. okay, right. So um, he, he didn't want that to be to be lost uh, lost to time, so that's, that's what he did. Yeah. I think a lot of cultures have something similar in that, you know, you have all these stories and then one day one guy says, hey man, let's not lose this, let's, you know, yeah. codify it, let's just put yeah, this yeah, yeah. in a book and... You know, keep it for posterity. Um, a quick example would be, you know, uh, in, in Hindu culture, uh, we have two epics, the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. So these are like massive poems that were actually, um, you know, it passed, was down. passed down orally. Yeah. It was an oral tradition. And then somewhere down the line, some guy was like, I can't remember all this shit. <laughs> Let me write this down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody invented something called a pen. Let's use that. Yeah. And, you know, and thus we have something like this. So, um, one of the challenges with with Ramayana and Mahabharata is that you know because these are oral traditions, it mutates over time. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And it is only after it's written down that it is finally set in stone. Yeah. But then all the mutations that happened over the many decades, it centuries, stops. even you know, uh, we don't know if it's true or not. So, and I noticed some interesting parallels in the Malay Annals too when I was reading. Yes, yeah, right? exactly. Um, one of the things that really struck me was that um, an interesting use of metaphor. Um, in some of the stories, I'm struggling to remember. I think it was the one about, um, you know, uh, uh, Bukit Mera. Okay. The yeah. you know one about swordfish. Swordfish, yeah. So, you know, there was a story um, that so the chapter starts with this particular story, which is a small one, and then as the story progresses, then they talk about you know an actual war happening, mm -hmm. and they used you know a phrase the the blood of these many people who yeah. you know of. Died Stain. forever stained the soil of Singapore, which is very similar <laughs> to something that used the first, right? Yeah. And what I found interesting was that, um, so I studied Sanskrit for about three years. I sucked mm -hmm. at it, I'm not very good at it, mm -hmm. but there are some, certain ways of using um, words, there are certain like writing styles uh, that were kind of similar in that um, there are many poems in Sanskrit where they have this. Uh, story in the first. It's a small story which is like a fable and all that. And but actually, yeah. But yeah. it actually is kind of like the the gist of what is actually happening, right? So it could be just an allegory. It's like, oh, a bird was flying and then somebody shot it down. Oh, <laughs> so sad. And then the story is to the theme of, you know, somebody being, you know, yeah, yeah. destroyed and all that. That's 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 a really beautiful way of um, of looking at it. It was it was something that I never actually um, okay. thought about until I, I listened to your podcast. It was 
was um, kind of like an eye opener for me. I, okay. I after that I was like trying to um, look into the books again to try to see whether I can find any of these similar stories. So, yeah. You're welcome, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 very interesting. I mean, they, they they could be. I mean, it's it's too fantastical. Uh, uh, many of the stories are too fantastical to, yeah. to to believe, and they have to be allegorical in some sense. Yeah, and I, I I believe that is um, probably the way to look into yeah. most of the stories. Yeah. And it's also similar uh, with respect to when I read about the the whole you know Lion City thing, mm. right? So. There's one particular line that you know struck me as interesting, where um, you know Sangil Uthama's uh, minister, mm-hmm. you know Sangil Uthama's like, hey, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah. And then the minister's like, oh, you know, uh, I heard some stories about a divine being called a lion. Yeah, I think that lion must be it. And then he says something to the tune of, you know, surely this land that can hold um, such a fierce and beautiful creature is fit, you know, for someone like Sangil Uthama. And, yeah. you know, so what really struck me at the time was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> you know? So the idea was that not about this creature being a lion, it's about, oh, this lion is just probably supposed to mean something else. And mm-hmm. lions have historically and universally been considered a symbol of monarchy, royalty, yeah. dominion, yeah. leadership, and all that. So essentially, I don't know, was was the minister implying that, Sangalitama, you're a lion, you know, <laughs> you don't need to live under your mother-in-law's yeah, exactly, purview, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's what I took away from it. Because <laughs> yeah. it just seems strange that, you know, Sangal Uttama like, had to say, had to send a messenger back to the kingdom of Benta saying that, tell him I'm not coming back. Yeah, back yeah. And if yeah. you love me, you'll send me elephants and people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm it's like, it's wow. like a funny smojo in a slit island. <laughs> yeah. But I also do remember reading something to the tune of, you know, it is an algorithm story in that, you know, there was a prince, there was a person, um, you know, possibly named Sangal Uttama too, but, you know, over the years, that story has been lionized, you know, aggrandized, yeah, yeah. Um, and essentially it's a story about someone breaking and finding their own path and, you know, making a new kingdom and stuff like that, so it's yeah, all it's, those things. Yeah, that's, that's a takeaway, I think, um, we, we should look into, I mean, beyond um, the literal. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I, I think the description that, that the guy gave, um, more closely resembles a tiger. He, he said it was a striped beast. They are, it was red striped beast and um, red, white, white white chest, white breast, yeah, and white a breast, black yeah. Head, but yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be too far from the truth. Yeah, probably when 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 a tiger is eating something, it's got blood on it. So it might be black, yeah. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, having said this, um, yeah. you know, there's a Facebook page I follow called Urban Explorers Singapore, mm-hmm. and um, you know they talk about the origin of uh, the word Singapore. Yeah. And they have an interesting take on it. This is probably outside the scope of this because I want to do another podcast okay, episode yeah. about it. And I'll send you the link <laughs> afterwards. Um, but, you know, so they talk about Singapore, which probably means something else and all that. And then I put in the comments saying that, you know, perhaps um, it means a tiger because um, in Sanskrit, um, it is quite common for people to use the word Singha or Simha for both lions and tigers, uh, okay. right? Like, and you can see this in living languages now too, because Sanskrit was the progenitor for a lot of our Indian yes. languages, right? Yes. So my hometown is Malayalam. In Hindi, that I can speak and understand, it's quite similar. People constantly use the word Simha for both lion and tiger. Despite the fact that tiger has its own, you know, word, like in, in Malayalam, it's Kadava. In, um, in Sanskrit, it's Yagra. But then when they say Simha, it could mean big cat. So I put a comment saying that, you know, perhaps Sangha Uttama said, hey, look, a big cat, 
and everybody just mistook it for a line, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the Urban Explorers guy replied saying that, you know, that's a great, uh, you know, thought. But uh, as it turns out, tigers were never around oh. that this particular region until well, the first tigers were sighted around the 17th or 18th centuries. So it wasn't probably likely that it saw a tiger, but I don't know, you know. <laughs> You'll never know. I yeah. mean, um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, interesting. That was that. Yeah. Um, Sanskrit seems to be uh, spread across the region, mm -hmm. right? In fact, I don't know if I can show you this particular picture, but um, there's a picture of a script in the translation of the Malay Annals that I'm reading, okay? okay? Um, so the guy who translated this, I, I forget the, the author, you know, he says that, okay, there's this particular script, uh, ah, there we go. Oh, it's just... Right? And this is, okay, you know, when I see it first, visually it looks like Bengali. Okay. Right? Uh, but then on closer inspection you can see that um, this is, script was probably um, written with a stylus or something because um, Sanskrit tends to have, you know, circular inscriptions, yeah, this but is this is sharp, sharp. Yeah. yeah, right? So I'm like, holy fuck, this is Sanskrit, <laughs> you know? Um, Sanskrit, of course, was like, it was kind of the Latin of its time. Yeah, 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 there you go. So I'm like, man, and I was, and unfortunately my Sanskrit is not great. I, I don't know enough. Um, and so I was hoping to reach out to someone who knew Sanskrit and they okay, could read okay. this and, you know, probably there'd be certain metaphors or allegories that, you know, some British dude from the 18th century wouldn't know. Yeah. But somebody with that historical context or somebody who knows Sanskrit would probably get away. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Aside, I want to do this more once I get those responses. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be waiting for that one. It'll be very interesting. Thank you for that knowledge dump, Hafiz. Um, yeah, you will. Came out of nowhere. I mean, I'm, I'm just happy to share. It's it's, it's something that um, I, I'm just happy that I, I can find someone who's um, uh, eager to try to learn about Singapore. Um, and yeah, there's there's so much to learn and so much more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you'll be able to like. Um, I mean, with what with, with all the things that you've already gone through. I mean, with the play annals and, um, and and all that other stuff. I'm I'm sure you can surprise a lot of Singaporeans with what you already know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we have done that, my co-host and I, and then it's always gone to the effect of my other Singaporeans. Oh my gosh, not again! Not again, <laughs> you know, just leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, people. Uh, won't be so apathetic about Singapore's history anymore. History is never a popular subject, so you know. Uh, I mean, as long as two people get to start asking questions because of this, yeah. I think it's a win. And it depends on uh, on the lens that you look at it. Yeah. And, yeah. and my so, lens is okay. That's not. <laughs> um, anyway, Hafiz, thank you so much for being part of thank this. Thank you. Thank you for having and, me. And, um, thank you. Know, good. <laughs> uh, so, guys, uh, once again, you know. Um, Check, out, check us out on the various podcast apps like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. If you have a podcast app that you like, we are most definitely on it. Uh, and we'll see you until the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.